Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a sitting up in that quarter, we had a real chance of putting it in that quarter. Now we've got our backs against the wall, we've got to fight. Absolutely nailed it. Sons of the West, you've had the week off, so we thought we'd give you something else to listen to. And this is the half-year report card for the Western Bulldogs. Um, look, straight off the bat, currently sitting 11th and 5-5. Five and five. So that they've split their, their wins and losses so far. Um, but uh, So do you think that's above, uh, below, or about on expectation? I'd say below. You reckon below? Yeah, I reckon um, they could genuinely expect to have beaten some of the teams they lost to. I'm going above. I'm going way above. I oh. expected with with what happened pre-season and all their yeah. shenanigans with the board and, I mean, shit, I thought they struggled to field a team at the start of the year. <laughs> I picked them to finish 17th. Um, I think I picked them 19th. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, was thinking, I thought Box Hill might just get over the top of them. See, I had them 7th, I think. Um, you yeah, have a look at their, their losses, though. I mean, they lost to um, Hawthorne. Uh, they've lost to Sydney. They lost to Frio. So that's three of their five losses, and they're ones that they never would have put in. Yeah. Um, yep. Do they lose to Port? Have uh, they played Port? They played Port. I think oh, there we are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They lost game, yeah. in Adelaide to, yeah. to Port, um, where they they died in the second half. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I expected nothing from them, um, and they. I think the your expectations um, on them came from the first couple of weeks where they looked like world beaters. What they were first, um, first two weeks. Yeah, uh, which naturally leads us into where have you got their best win so far? I've got Sydney. I thought Sydney was a good win because they they it's, it's Sydney in the in Sydney. In yeah, Sydney. but Sydney banged too quick, and then uh, Western Bulldogs. I think it was like six or seven in a row in the first uh, first quarter to get out to a good lead, and then Sydney being Sydney just played a very mature game and slowly clawed their way back and actually got the lead in the last quarter by I think I think it was about you know a goal or something. Ahead, but Western Bulldogs still had that that calmness to to keep their heads and kick another goal to get ahead. End up winning by I think it was, it was four four points. points something like that. Yeah, um, I might have just said they lost to Sydney. Um, sorry about that. No, it was a, a real grind of a day too. I think that one. I think it was pissing down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's geez, that's a hard fought win for them, isn't it? And I think whenever you see Sydney coming back like that, you, you think that they're that's their game. Yeah. That's, that's what they play. Well, the rain has been their weakness the last couple of years. It used to be their yeah, strength. But it has actually, yeah. Look, um, the, the, the old Scragger's spirit um, come through. Um, I actually had their best win as, uh, the week before against Adelaide. Yeah. Um, only because... It was uh, slogging, yeah? Gave them a fucking 18, hide. 17 to yeah. 10, 8. Um, because the week before, they had uh, a real disappointing game against Hawthorne. Um, yeah. Adelaide uh, were started this year on fire... And the Bulldogs just put them to the sword. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close. Yep. Um, that was the one that I was thinking of. Uh, I was tossing up between these two because it's it's one thing to de- demoralise a team like Adelaide when you're yeah. not expected to even win. 
And I was like, oh, that's just, it's just about as important as just getting on the line against someone like Sydney, Sydney yeah. coming back from a fourth quarter deficit. I think Walker was out for that game as well, Eddie had, wasn't he? But it kind of sums up their season too when you see, you know, they, they smash Adelaide and then they go up and they beat. Sydney, 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 and then yep. they get beat by St Kilda. Yep. Well, that's the next question. Then their worst loss for the year. You got that one? I got that one. St Kilda, yep. easy. I got the Saints, and it's only because I mean they came out to I think it was a ten goal lead or something, and then they gave up twelve last half goals. Yeah, and they only scored three. It was a massive comeback from the Saints. Yeah, um, uh, you put it in maybe that uh, it was the spirit of the Saints on the day, but yep. when you're that far in front yeah. at the half, I mean, what happened? Yeah, that's it. I mean, if you're that far in front, your skill should beat spirit every day of the week. Yeah. Um, look, I agree. I think that was, especially after coming off the back of two brilliant wins against highly fancied sides, mm. you'd want to you know put uh, put Saints away. Yep. But I actually, you know, I also think that um, the game against Hawthorne was a bad loss, not because they expected to win, um, but they were 2-0 and at the time, and uh, they lost Bontempelli before the game. Yep. And Mitch Wallace in the first quarter, I think. And it looked yeah. like they just accepted the loss from there yep. on in. Yep. They, they just didn't show the, the fight. And the very next week, they showed that fight. Yeah. See, I think Mitch Wallace is an underrated player. I, I think he's, uh, he's not the most skilled. But he is one that tries his ass off. Well, I tell you what, when Liberatore went down pre-season, you, and uh, I think a few people thought, yeah, it's between these two, who's going to be the next captain? Yeah. Because, you know, Bob Murphy's uh, getting on in years. Yeah. Um, you thought, well, Mitch has got a chance now. Oh, yeah. Straight up, I would have picked Liberatore. Um, but now, geez, Mitch Wallace has shown something this year. He has. It's played brilliant. And, I mean, it's only since injury he's kind of been forgotten about with the Bulldogs playing how they are. But he's instrumental in... When he comes, when he actually plays and plays well, it turns their, their sort of strategy around because they can have a free-flowing game where you can, you know, get some free space and set up your forward line entries. Has he played well enough to lose the, oh my God, he looks like Napoleon Dynamite tag? No. no. I don't think no, he'll no. play good enough for that ever. <laughs> it's never going to leave him, the poor nope. bastard. Sometimes genetics just don't... Uh, they're just not your friend. Yeah. Um, okay, so who, who's been the best three for them uh, so far this year? Who you got as their best player up after 10? Pickens had some fucking fantastic games. Yep. Yes. I think... Look, this is the good thing. Cause I was trying to think who my top three are. Um, you, you could legitimately name seven or eight players yep. in there. I've got scribbles and I've got yeah. crossing out and then like I've got honourable mentions. and I mean, look, just for mine, I put uh, Boyd McRae and Bob Murphy... Yep. But, I mean, like you said, Picking could have been in there. Dalhouse yep. could have been in there. Stringer's bobbed up Stringer, for a Stringer. Um, uh, yep. uh, well, I had, had, Bont- had Pelly and I had Wallace for the games that he played. Yep. And I had Dalhouse with Stringer as the honourable mention. Yeah. Me? Eastern Wood's been great. Yep. It's probably um, hard to put Bontempelli in there solely because I think he's capable of even more. Uh, he's had a decent season. I think he can have an elite season if he plays well. Sometimes you've got to remind yourself it's only his second year. Yeah. Gee, he's yep. set that expectation, hasn't he? Yes, yep. and it's probably not really fair to him. But, uh, you know, end of the game, it's a, it's a team sport and you need more out of this player. I, th- I think he is, what's really sort of helped that squad is having Wallace, um, Liberatore and um, Bontempelli around at the same time and yeah. like pushing each other to Jeez. get better and better. And, you know, it's almost like competition where this guy's getting a few more possessions so I've got to work harder at training and I've got to get out there and do that. Well, you hope they've sort of sat down and go, all right, our window is going to be 2018 to 2020. Yep. There's our premiership. And just... Build it up with that. Even if you drop off after that, just give your supporters, you know, yeah. another premiership well, within. That, that's what you're going to do. I mean, only one team wins the flag, and you always have to have that 
that game plan in, in line where it's not just this year, that's what we do. It's three years out, five years yeah. out. That's going to be a strategy. And nine, or was it 17 teams fall short every year? So, yeah. yeah, and you're not going to win where it goes. the flag every year. You just, yep. you cannot. So you've got to peak and trough. Yeah. And I, I really hope that the Bulldogs aren't trying to be consistently above average and instead of going, well, look, we've had uh, 50 years of drought. Yep. Uh, maybe we peak for the you know 2019 season and that's our run. To be honest, I think they were trying to be average and they've gone, actually, we're a bit above average. Yeah. I can't believe that they're 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. Um, but it's... Um the rebuild has almost been forced on them a little bit, you know, with Griffin yeah. going out. With everyone going, fuck out. this, like rats from a sinking yeah. ship. Um, Higgins is gone as well. Um, yep. uh, but exactly what you want to happen has happened. Is other people mm, have popped up. stepped up. Yep. Yeah, like um, Stringer, uh, we were saying before, McRae's popped up. It's only McRae's third year. Yep. And he's averaging 25 touches. That's not a bad effort at all. Yep. I think where they are struggling, though, is uh, in the ruck. Uh, Minson, he's okay, but... Yeah. They they need a better ruckman. Yeah, Minson and Ruffhead doing the most ruckman, wasn't it? Uh, and Ace Cordy. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, Minson played a great game um, against GWS, um, which, uh, you know, we could have mentioned that as one yeah. of their best wins, only because they should turn that into a yep. big rivalry. Yeah. And they had, you know, your ex-captain come back to play <laughs> against you, yep. and they did the job. I say, um, Will Minster reminds, kind of reminds me of Andrew Bogut with the Golden State Warriors, where yeah, he's sort of like that yeah. tall, old, old sort of person who doesn't do a whole lot, but has that leadership and gets the young kids around him to... Luke Longley. That does really need, Yeah, kind of like Luke Longley. Unflappable. Andrew Bogut. You know, just um, the general in there. He's never intimidated by the situation, but I, I just don't see him as a, a premiership-leading ruckman. No. And maybe that's being harsh on him, I don't know, but... It's certainly the, the, the one position where they don't have a clear um, future star. Yep. Um, yeah, and, you know, key forward, they've got, you know, they pay big bucks for Boyd. Yep. Uh, look, he hasn't delivered yet, but he's a big guy. It's going to take time. Yep. Not a problem in the world um, with his output so far. Yep. Um, you know, maybe they can recruit a free edge at the end of the year. Who knows? Um, well, I think to me, that's think, their first stop, a, well, a good ruckman. Well, I think their performances might have actually opened uh, a lot of people's eyes to uh, a possible destination for free agency being the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, you, certainly you, if you're looking for somebody that's um, you know got the, the midfield yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it if you're second so string in your position, I think it's a really attractive uh, option to go to Western Bulldogs and be a part of something that's sort of building, building. And, and young and um, different. Well, I did look through the free agency uh, rumour mill, and every free agent, all uh, I think 68 of them, has been linked with the Western Bulldogs. So uh, I don't know who their recruitment people are, but they're spending a lot of time on the phones, and it seems half of them are to the age. <laughs> well, they've already spent big money on Boyd, and I, I believe that's going to pay um, dividends for them. But yeah. otherwise, I mean, and you know, they're paying a little bit of Griffin's contract as well. Yeah, they, they've got the all their good players are in their right age bracket. Yep, um, that they're. Um, they're not having to have that salary cap pressure yet, yep. but it, yeah. it will come in time. And you yep. hope that they build that um, expectation of success, and they'll want to, you know, forego a hundred, two hundred grand just to hang around for, for when the good yep. times come. Exactly. Well, the exciting thing is too, they're going to peak around the same time as GWS, so yep. that rivalry is going to build for the next three, four years. I, I want to see them playing Good Friday next year. I'd yep. love to see them in the grand final. I think that's a very good other. point. I think the way they play and the way their team's structured in regards to age and where you are in your sort of strategy for playing finals I think yeah I think that's a really good matchup and they'll be the yardstick for each other kind of reminds me of Richmond and Melbourne except these teams are a bit better watchable <laughs> <laughs> but again to, if you're a, a Bulldog supporter you're a, 
a hard luck supporter because they've yeah. only had one flag. It was fifty four. Fifty four. Yeah. Um, how many play? How many supporters would have lived? back then yeah <laughs> but what I find funny is that they were Footscray Bulldogs and they've gone shit that's not enough let's just expand to the entire west of Melbourne and I mean that includes Sunshine and I mean Melton St Albans that's about it so not, if, if, not, you could, if you could steal a membership they'd have 80,000 members not picking up much fans there not picking up a whole lot of fans out there jeez they've tried though and they've worked bloody hard they have um, I'm telling you they're going to get the first Viet player in the AFL they'll have no fucking problems getting members in people rock up Plenty out there. There's been, been Viet players. Is that who? Sure has. Um, years ago, Fresnan. <laughs> oh mate, I don't know <laughs> why, but when you said years ago, Fresnan, I went, yeah, there was. Oh, I have to look that up later on. <laughs> O'Donnell, I don't know. Um, so no, very Viet, Viet not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Stephen, Stephen O'Donnell. <laughs> he even stole his last name, <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell Nguyen. <laughs> I want to, I want to go look that up now. Um, yeah. Next question we usually ask is who's been most improved, but geez, that's a hard decision with with um, the Bulldogs. Yeah, I, uh, their coaching team. Well, yep, first year rookie coach. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I was going to say improvement. I was going to say Lin Jong. <laughs> improvement on last. I'm going to say the only two players we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Jason Johansson and Lin Jong, yeah. um, who have both made themselves into uh, starting twenty two. Yep, week in week out. Yep, and uh, I think I think as far as like most improved, whereas um, Bont and Pelling that have shown what they are. But I think someone who's, who's played a season and gone, all right, and then figured out who they are and, and applied it in that second season. You only have to look at their Guernsey numbers, 46 and 39. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not yeah. at the top of the pecking order. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> they're, they're starting 22 week in now. Jeez, yep. I just, I know, for, I, I bet there's an, a, uh, an AFL, uh, AFL reporter at the age who's just waiting for Lin Jong to have like a game off for the flu or something. Right. And the, the headline will be Lin Jong Il. Oh, well done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Snuck that one in. Not even yeah. Friday. Not even <laughs> Friday. Um, uh, look, and the other name we have to mention is uh, Tory Dixon. I mean, I-, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup at the start of the year. Yep. And he's... Uh, I still can't because on the app that I've got on my phone, didn't have a fucking photo of him. There you go. Didn't have a photo of him. Yep. Um, look, he's uh, kicked 18 goals for the year. That's not a bad effort. Yep. I-, I think he kicked uh, six or seven in, in one match. Um, it would have been... Uh, uh, something they're worried about, you know, where are the goals going to come from? Yeah. And uh, just, he's lazily um, rocked up and, and kicked a few. And the thing is, the Western Bulldogs had plenty of, of factors where they're like, shit, we're going to be worried about this. This, and yep. it seems like the young players just going, it's all right, we got it. We got this. Yeah. And like I said, uh, the hard part of their draw is done. Yeah. Now, um, they've got a, a better second half of the year. It's those young, improving players keeping that up. That's the expectation. Now. Yeah, exactly right. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is the, the skipper. Um, Bob yep. Murphy, uh, first year in the role. First year in the role um, after the you know highly publicised exit of um, Griffin over the the uh, summer, um, he's been one of those players that's taken it on board and said, you know, come on, fellas, on my back, we're ready to go. Oh, he's risen. Um, yeah. I honestly thought he was. Uh in a bit of a twilight and this might have been a way of saying thanks for your support a transitionary captain yeah, but no uh, you can't take it off at the end of the year uh, no. I, I would have thought they're just waiting for Libertore but no uh, I think he's the best man for the job for at least the next couple yeah and, and that's what this captaincy might actually extend his career I'd say so um, what are we looking at now this is his uh, 16th season 
um, 291 games, which means if he goes around again next year, we're going to see uh, 300 games for him. Um, and there's nothing that uh, says that's not going to happen. Well, he's only 33. Uh, so, Which is a death sentence a few years ago. Yeah, if, uh, if you're 33 in an, uh, a bad season, you're not, you're not getting 34 uh, as an AFL player. But I, I can't see why you wouldn't want him as your captain next year, maybe in the year after. Yeah, I, I see at, at least one more year out of him. Yeah. Um, winding back the conversation a bit, Vietnamese background players has yeah. not been any. Yeah, that's uh, we've got I've, we've got a couple from Zimbabwe with Mazungu and uh, uh, Ian Perry, which is a very Zimbabwean name, I suppose. We've got Americans, we've got tons of English. It's no Viet, man. No I don't Viet. know why. I'm telling um, you, you get the first Viet player, get all out, so people at the West involved, they'll fucking love it. Do you, do you reckon Tom Waterhouse could sponsor him? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I reckon uh, you'll probably find someone else out springing for a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then. Uh, pressure on the coach on 1 to 10. Um, obviously, rookie coach in beverage. Let's see. Uh, from a scale of 1 to 10, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got it as, uh, as a 1. Even uh, he's well. going, shit, fucking, what have I got in my hands here? This is going <laughs> all right, right, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd put him as a 3. Like, unless he fucks someone's wife, he's safe. Yeah. And even then, you'd have to think, well, <laughs> did I really like her so much? <laughs> um, yeah, the, he's obviously going nowhere. Um, he's got it, uh, uh, Something terrible will have to happen for Actually, the next couple of years. If yeah. anything, there's pressure from other clubs to try and snag him. It could be. Fact, um, maybe, uh, the, maybe the board gets a little bit itchy finger again and goes, nah, fuck it. Carlton get, might be uh, calling take, him up saying, take control. Mate, mate, come over, come over, come here, come here. <laughs> um, so out of the players then, who's, uh, who's in trouble? Who's playing for their careers? Stuart Cramery. Cramery, you reckon? Yeah. Putting putting the mockers on him. I think with Stringer and um, uh, other options I've got forward, yeah, knock him on the head. He's only kicked 10 Done. goals for the year, but he has sort of been a bit of a stopgap for them. I just don't think they need him. I don't think they need him. I think they've got enough talent that the, they've already bred through their ranks that they can put in that spot. He's not as old as I thought he was. He's... Um what does that make him? 26, 27? Yep, 26, yeah. Um, I thought he was a bit older than that. But uh, yeah, he's got plenty of footy left in him, but he might be um, yeah, pushed out. Yep, I think like Stringer and yeah, the options they've got kicking goals at the moment is plentiful. Wow. And I don't think he's got a multi-position sort of repertoire. Um, along the same lines then, I've got Jack Redpath. Um, I saw him in the VFL Grand Final last year and I thought, geez, this kid looks like he could be a monster. Yep. Um, but when you've got uh, big Tom Boyds on the big bucks uh, and all these other goal kickers are popping up and uh, you're not getting a game. Yep. Um, and I, I think they might have even shopped him around late last year. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, Tut left to go to um, Carlton and uh, Higgins left as well. Um, if all those guys are gone and then they've brought in the big tall timber in Tommy Boyd, yeah. I'd, I'd be starting looking at what my options were if I was Redpath. And I'd be accepting whatever option came along, really. I think he'd be very happy to. Um, the, the bloke, I reckon, who could be in a bit of trouble is Pontepelli. Uh, I, I got five bucks. <laughs> I got five bucks on with a brown low at the start of the season because I got good odds. He owes me five bucks, motherfucker. <laughs> what, you know where he lives or something? <laughs> <laughs> really, with a name like Pontepelli, you should be playing for Carlton anyway. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> um, oh, why would you wish that on any motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> so, where are the danger games um, for... for the, uh, for the Bulldogs for the rest of the year well it's against those uh, gatekeeper teams I think like uh, the Geelong um, Essendon and Collingwood <laughs> run they've yeah. got 
uh, they need to win at least one of those. Yeah, they need to put one of those away if they're going to push and try and sneak into the eight. Yeah, especially because they've got a fairly soft run uh, after the bye with the Lions, Saints, Carlton, Suns. Uh, you'd pencil them in for all four of those. I, uh, if they drop one, then they're going to be in a bit of trouble. I've actually, I, that's what I said their danger is, is the next four weeks. Because they need yeah. four from four. Yep, I've got Brisbane. I said Brisbane's a danger game. I think Brisbane have got a midfield that can really take it to the Western Bulldogs and yeah. punish them. And they've got St Kilda after that. And that's two games that, obviously we said that they weren't expecting finals. And um, I think they probably weren't expecting to be anywhere out of 16th per below. Yeah. And now you've got to reassess that. And if they are going to play finals and make a real goal this season, then these first three games, I think it's um, Brisbane, St Kilda and Carlton. Carlton. Yeah. yeah. And I think Brisbane is what's going to set the tone after the break. And they're all at Etihad too. Uh, I, I think that if they can, uh, going against Geelong at Skilled Stadium with four wins on the trot, that'll be the, the one where you really want to watch how they go. Because if they, if they manage to win that game, they're going to play a part in September. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look, it, yep. if they win the next four, that puts them 9-5. and five, um, And then a win against the Cats is 10-5. and five. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I think um, they still play Brisbane again. Uh, round 23. The, yeah. Yeah. And look, you know, they've still got games to come against uh, Melbourne and Brisbane, like you say. Um, you put all those in, they're you know, double-digit wins. Well, if they can get 12-13 wins, they'll play finals. And yeah. if they can get through with a minimum amount of injuries, uh, hit September... Look, at the minute, their percentage is 96. And percentage in these, uh, you know, 7 to 12 spots is going to play a, a big role. Yep. If they can, the next four weeks, they need to win and win well. Um, and if they can do that, they might just, you know, they're a real chance to play finals. Get a bit of hope out there in the West. Um, so where do you have them um, finishing? Um, I think I've got them about 7th. Seventh, yeah, you reckon really? they'll get there? Well, I tipped and make final start of the year, and I'm um, standing by it because I'm one of the few tips I got right. Um, I've got them finishing uh, eighth, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon eighth because I think they'll get 12 wins, and if they can put in you know some big performances in the next um, four weeks, uh, I, th- I think they'll set themselves up. They've got a nice run home. Yeah, I've got 13th. I think they've run out of steam towards the end of the season. Uh, I think them and St Kilda will, will suffer the same sort of fate where just run out of legs at the end of the season. Um, put in a valiant effort, but I'm, I'm not saying that's a certainty. Yeah, I, I would be happily shocked. Because oh, we only deal in certainties here. Yeah, but that, that's just the way the season's going is they could legitimately finish 7th to 14th. Yeah, yeah I was um, going to say, if you actually find a fact in our podcast, let us know. Fact. <laughs> yeah, fact. <laughs> Um, look, it it's, could be in there. I, I, I think the draw is going to be very kind to them and they could sneak in. Yeah. Um, and it'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be well above oh, expectations for them. I, I haven't seen any, anyone who hates the Bulldogs. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't, you got to love the Bulldogs. Which, which is something they've actually come out and said, we want people to hate us. You know, um, I think GWS, you can probably convince them, but nobody else. Yeah, no. I just hope when they play GWS, they just, they try and kill people. Yeah. Well, they've got a return game against GWS this year? No. No, they don't. But I'd, I really do hope they meet in the finals. Because yep. one thing that can really spark a good rivalry is that hard, nasty, evil finals game. Yeah. Geez, if GWS you know finish fifth and uh, Bulldogs finish eighth, and um, GWS get to host a final against the Bulldogs, Ooh, uh, that'd be a beautiful first round. Beautiful game. And I'll tell you what, rivalry aside, it's going to be a fantastic game to watch. Might even get into the city as well in ANZ or you know out of the sticks. I wonder. I, I don't think they have a, a deal with the finals, but yeah. um, if Sydney aren't hosting one, <laughs> yeah. imagine how that happens uh, getting towards the end. Have we got a plan for finals? 
Whoa. I think they're advertised as rugby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Australia versus. Uh, He's got, he's Namibia gonna, there's going to be so many wives and girlfriends that are like fuck man you got to cancel those trips <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> but look you know Mind hey, you considering the average age is about 16 the wives and girlfriends <laughs> yeah <laughs> they might be charged yeah. with some other shit mums and dads as I say it's out the west <laughs> you're right already got three kids. wives, girlfriends and kids, kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> girlfriend, wives and missus <laughs> yeah you got the wags you got the girlfriends you got the baby mamas the wags and the swags, the uh, wives and girlfriends and, you know, the special ones. <laughs> On the opposite side sweet of the grounds. Yeah. Cousins. See, like, do you notice how I went with sweethearts and special ones for S? Oh, yeah. What other word could have I used? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Slurries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's three different words you could use there. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was I was hitting towards that. Um, okay, look, um, that's the half yearly report for the Bulldogs, and I think it's it's so positive um, compared to you know where the, in January what you would have been their expectation. Yeah, um, it's been fantastic. No me. bullshit. I tipped them, and I'm standing by as being a football oracle. I was going to say in January you'd have been waiting for the Ashes. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> um, fantastic for the Bulldogs. So looking forward to their second half. Yeah, Tory Dickinson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 